0: Hi, I'm Katie Shepard, and I'm Carissa Kane and we are the co-directors of Unmasked Ministries. Unmasked Ministries is a healing prayer ministry that equips the saints to walk in the freedom of Christ. This is our podcast. Are you ready to be unmasked? Welcome back, listeners. Today we are talking about the topic of control. Carissa, can you define
1: the different levels of control? Yeah. So control, first we kind of want to know, like, why Why do we have this desire to control things? We all have a level of control, right? Some people may have it more severe than others, but there is still a level we all want to control, right? We want to control what happens in our lives. We want to be able to control the future sometimes, right? Because what does that do? That brings us security and Mm -hmm. safety, so we think, Mm -hmm. right? But we also need to come under the Lordship of Christ and realize we are not in control of anything. He's in control of all things. Mm -hmm. So control is really rooted in pride and it's rooted in fear. Mm. So we have different levels of control. We have the word manipulation, which is usually kind of like the, the, the lower level of control, if you will. The building block, if you will. It's where it starts. It's where it starts. And we learn that as children, really. Like, probably around the ages of six and seven, reason really starts to come in. Mm -hmm. And kids are, are so intelligent. Kids are geniuses in their own way. And we undermine how intelligent children are and what they do is they see patterns right because they observe one their parents the most but they observe people because they're like sponges absorbing Mm -hmm. everything because they want to learn they love to learn even if they're not acting like they're listening you better believe they're listening Mm -hmm. and so what kids will do is kids right are moving from the flesh because they haven't asked christ to come into their lives yet and so their soul is leading them mm-hmm. right like i think we talked about it in one of our other episodes that the spirit is actually dead until we come to christ and the right. spirit is birthed right mm-hmm. and so they're being led by their soul flesh wants what it wants and so when it comes to, I want this toy, or maybe I wanna go spend the night at a friend's house and my parents don't usually allow me to on a school night, but I really want to this time, how can I make sure they say yes? Mm. Well, what will happen is, for an example, like say you have a mom and a dad Mm -hmm. and say their marriage is rough right now, say there's some brokenness going on and they lack communication. Um, maybe one actually struggles with control themselves and so there's a lot of pride there. A child will recognize that in time Mm -hmm. and they'll learn how to manipulate the situation to get what they want. Mm -hmm. So for example, say a child goes to their mother and asks if they can spend the night at their cousin's house and mom says yes as long as it's okay with your father, go ask your father. So So then they go over to dad and say, hey dad can I stay the night at my cousin's house? And he asks, "Well, did you ask your mother?" And the mother, and what did the mother say? And he says, "Well, she said it was fine." Well, because maybe dad struggles with control and he wants to prove his dominance. Mm-hmm. He'll say, "Well, I say no." Well, the child is going to recognize that, mm-hmm. and so next time he's going to use that situation to benefit himself. Mm-hmm. So he's going to then go to his father mm-hmm. first because he knows that his dad will be proud and happy that he was asked first, and then mom just wants to give the child what they desire as long as it's good for them, mm-hmm. right? So then the child gets what they want. So they learn how to manipulate at a young age. Mm-hmm. And the The crazy thing is, is they don't know they're doing it. Mm -hmm. I hear counselors or the psychology world say all the time, kids don't know how to manipulate. They don't know that they're doing it. Whoa, 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 hold back. They totally are manipulating. Mm -hmm. But you are right in saying they don't know what they're doing Mm -hmm. because kids don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're acting out in the flesh. It's instinct, Mm -hmm. right? And so then what ends up happening is that builds over time, and you continue to manipulate Mm -hmm. throughout your life until that realization is brought Mm -hmm. and that awareness is then brought to the forefront of your mind. The second thing that we have under control is intimidation. Intimidation is like the next level of manipulation. So if somebody is really struggling with like safety or insecurity, they may actually feel the need to intimidate somebody. If their manipulation isn't working the way that they want to, Mm -hmm. that next level is, well, I'm going to intimidate them. Mm -hmm. So they are fearful and then they give me what I want. And what could that look like? I mean, a lot of times what you see, you see that in schools, like I know a big topic in a lot of the school systems right now is bullying. Bullying is really bad, especially Mm. with all the stuff that's going on in the world. There's a lot of division. So the bullying is increasing. And so what you see is you're seeing these kids Mm. acting out and intimidating those that they may deem lesser than to get what they want. And ultimately what that is revealing inside them is that they're so insecure and so scared and fearful of their own safety that they feel the need to intimidate others so they feel safe. Mm. And then the next one is dominate. And that's, that's really the severe out of all three under control. Dominate is what comes in, that's like violence. That's like re- really when they can try to come and dominate over the situation. Violence meaning they can use harsh wording. Mm. Um, like profanity, yeah. they could use threat, threatening, mm-hmm. like threatening words, um, or they can actually physically. Yeah, it's tra- like start abuse. abuse. The different
0: yeah. types of ab- abuse right. are verbal, emotional, right, and then physical, and then physical. Yeah, so those are like really the three levels of control that mm-hmm. we see here. So, using your example of the child. That manipulation came in six to seven and then it built over time. Yeah. What's the breakthrough there? How, where would they come to the realization, okay, I'm doing this and then how do they walk out of it? Right. Totally. So
1: I, like personally, I struggled with manipulation and I think it's important to look at ourselves and see, is there a level of manipulating that I'm doing? Because a lot of times we all, we all manipulate at Mm -hmm. some level. Because we ultimately, we too want what we want. Even if we are following Jesus, there Mm -hmm. is still a level of I want to feel safe, and I want what I want to feel safe, right? So that mindset shift really is conviction. So when I was young, I learned to manipulate, and I manipulated all the way up into my 20s, and I was actually judging someone else um, pretty harshly about Mm -hmm. their manipulation. I was able to see in others, but was unable to recognize it in myself. And immediately I felt convicted Mm -hmm. and the Lord was like, you manipulate. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh wow. And Mm -hmm. he started to show me the ways that I was manipulating and how I've actually been manipulating a lot. It wasn't just here and there. I was manipulating basically my situation, my circumstances, my relationships, Mm -hmm. because I grew up at some level of not feeling safe or Mm -hmm. having some insecurity some point in my life mm-hmm. right manipulation came in and so I repented and I forgave and I asked mm-hmm. God to forgive me mm-hmm. like and then ultimately I repented of the judgment because mm-hmm. right like you judge and you too will be yeah, judged and so you. it definitely returned upon <laughs> me and so Right then and there, what happened was realization came in Mm -hmm. and I was cleansed of that defilement Mm -hmm. of manipulation. And so now when I start to either fall back into it or find myself wanting to manipulate, what God will remind me is like, what's the intention of your heart Mm -hmm. right now? Is your intention pure or is your intention selfish? And you're trying to manipulate the situation.
0: And I think a key in walking in our healing in general is knowing how to abide in the spirit. Right? right. How to feed your own spirit with the things of God, reading scripture, being in prayer, being involved in community that maybe if you're not seeing something, right. they can be like, Hey, I've noticed this pattern in you. Yeah. You might want to pray about it. There's some manipulation here. And so if you don't position yourself like that, you're not gonna see it. Right. And if you don't have
1: the Holy Spirit, you're sure as heck not gonna be convicted about it. Right. Right? And the world actually says it's okay. Because it's this independence. Mm. It's this, I don't need anyone. Yeah, um, I can do this all on my own. And what that is, is that's lack of surrender to God, mm-hmm. who is in control of mm-hmm. everything. And of course the world's going to preach that, mm-hmm. because the world denies Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be careful as Christians not to adopt the ideas of the world, mm-hmm. because the world is crooked. Yeah, And we need to be leery of those mm-hmm. things. And that's why sometimes you will see... Um, some really severe abuse situations mm-hmm. because there is a fear there. There is a lack of yeah. safety and insecurity and that builds over time. Mm-hmm. And so if a child was abused, mm-hmm. they're learning, right? They child A child learns to manipulate. They learn by recognizing patterns. And so if they're manipulating because they're seeing it and then they start doing it and then they also learn and see that maybe a parent is intimidating, Mm -hmm. then they will then learn to intimidate. Mm -hmm. And then the domination will then take place as well. And so these things are learned over time. And science backs this up Mm -hmm. because they say that abusers usually were abusees at some point in their life. Hmm. And it's like, this is a pattern that needs to be broken And we need to come out of trying to control everything yeah. in our own lives mm-hmm. and just release it. And yeah. honestly, it sounds scary, mm-hmm. but it is so freeing. Yeah, I have a testimony of my husband and I when we um, first moved here, um, had had our first little girl. We really struggled financially. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was pretty bad there, and I have an accounting background was so in tuned with our finances that I knew even down to the day of how long we could make it with the money that we had before we would have to leave because we couldn't afford to live here anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was really toxic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to be kind of aware.
0: Mm-hmm. and you to have... be
1: wise, but it was filling. It says, do not be anxious, right? Yeah. And it sounds like anxiety was oh, filling. It was. it was so bad. And, you know, we were in churches back when we were going to Life Church and, um, we, we were struggling financially, and they were they did the thing on tithe. And, of course, I'm sure there's a lot of people that, are, that have been triggered just like I was. But when you start talking about tithing mm. in church and you're really struggling financially, that just makes you want to, like, throw something at the pastor. <laughs> because it's just uh-huh. like, I want to be able to do this, uh-huh. but I can't because yeah. I can barely make my rent, right? Yeah. And so he proceeded to talk about, like, Um, the Bible says that there's only one, it says, do not test, right? Mm -hmm. We are not to test God Mm -hmm. in anything except in this one area, and that's tithing. Wow. And so they did like, I mean, some people may be like, "And this isn't okay, but it worked for us. Mm -hmm. They did a, um, a tithing challenge, and they said, tithe for three months straight. And in those three months, we promise you God will show up for you. Mm. And then they wanted to hear the testimony. Yeah. And so I kind of did it in spite mm-hmm. because I was, I was really angry, but I was just like, you know what? Fine. Because God's supposed to be my provider. If I give him back what's his, then maybe he'll give something back to me. You know, it was definitely spiteful. I didn't have a good heart about it, which also says when you tithe, you're supposed to have a pure heart about it. But I repented later mm-hmm. after all of it, but God still showed up mm-hmm. in, even in my sacraments. Yeah, because He's sovereign and He wants you to trust
0: Him as your Father. And He
1: went so big with it; mm-hmm. it wasn't just like we got a thousand dollar check in the mail. I hit the I hit three tiers. I was I was selling. Um, it works, mm-hmm. and I hit like level four, mm-hmm. and they happened to be doing this crazy like bonus special yeah. bonus, and I got it. Mm-hmm. And it was what we needed. We were able to pay off all our debt. Mm -hmm. God went above and beyond. Exactly. Because He does the unthinkable and the imaginable. And the thing was, I only tied for three months. And He did that. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, but in that, what it taught me, even though my initial response was sassiness, was to release it. Mm-hmm. I'm, in not, I'm in control of nothing. Yeah. And every good gift comes from my father. Mm-hmm. And so even the little that we had, we still had a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like We still had a lot. Yeah. And you had mentioned earlier too, like the roots of
0: control are pride and fear. Yeah. Right? And so in the pride, we think we know better. Or maybe we've been waiting on the Lord and he's not moving quick enough for us. So we're going to do it ourselves. Yep. You know? Yep. And there's pride in that. Then there's the fear that's there. You know, sometimes I will challenge myself. Do I really believe that he is the God of the Bible? That he does keep his promises, that his word is true. Like, he's going to fulfill what he said, both written and spoken to me. And out of fear, sometimes I don't. And that's when we fall into that Mm -hmm. control. But he was showing you, I am. I am your provider. And I'm going to continue to show you that because he... Leaves the 99 to go after the one. So you did something in sin, but he went after you to show you I'm a good father.
1: And let me tell you, in that grace, because that's what that was. That was grace. Like, I didn't deserve that because of my intention Mm -hmm. initially was to show that God wasn't who he said he was. Mm -hmm. And in that grace, what happened was he broke the chains of me being bound to money and that had been something that I had been praying for for a long time because it really brought a lot of anxiousness to me. I don't know where that came in, but I was bound to it. I mean, it was so bad. I was checking our bank account every day, nickeling and diming everything, and I'm like, God, I don't want this anymore, Mm -hmm. and because he showed up, it's like I'm no longer bound to it. Mm -hmm. I'm still wise, Mm -hmm. but I'm no longer anxious about when we don't have much. And then let me tell you, the next season after that, our financial situation was even worse. And we were living... So he
0: was preparing
1: you. Yes. Yes. We were living normally for two years, two and a half years, almost three, with $50 in our bank account at the end of every month. Mm. And I don't know how we were making payments because accounting... I had my income spreadsheet, I had my expense spreadsheet, and we were in the red every month. But somehow, we never missed a payment and we never went without. Mm -hmm. And it's unexplainable. Mm -hmm. But because I was free from that, Mm -hmm. I was no longer anxious about it. Mm -hmm. I just did what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked a lot
0: about if you're dealing with manipulation, control, domination, yeah. intimidation, all of the things. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone who's dealing with another person who's trying mm. to do that, you know, to them? Like, maybe
1: manipulation. So, I feel like the best example here is Luke 4. Because who is the best controller, manipulator, mm. intimidator... And denominator. hmm Dominator. Satan. Mm-hmm. And so in Luke 4, you see Satan doing that to mm-hmm. Jesus. Well, trying to. Trying to. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: Failed. And, and, and,
1: and what does Jesus do? He remains so calm and collected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, he doesn't enter in. Mm-hmm. He found it in truth. And who he is. Yes. And he doesn't feed it. Yeah. But he also doesn't shut himself off completely Mm -hmm. either. Yeah. So we've got to find that balance of we don't want to enter into that. Mm -hmm. We don't want to feed it. Right. But we also don't want to shut ourselves off. Mm -hmm. And so I can't answer that for anyone particular mm-hmm. because everyone's situation is different mm-hmm. so what I would encourage is in those moments in those exact moments mm-hmm. not five minutes later but in those exact moments holy spirit what do you want me to do mm-hmm. right now sometimes he may ask you to speak truth mm-hmm. regardless how the person receives it you're sowing the spirit mm-hmm and that seed that you are sowing, you will reap in heaven. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's going to have you remain silent, mm-hmm. and you need to be okay with that. Yeah. No, no matter how angry you are and how mm-hmm. much you're festering in, because you you can see what's truly going on. Mm-hmm. See beyond that. Mm-hmm. See that it's demonic influences. Yeah. We and don't it, wrestle against flesh and blood. And it's won. not really the person you're wrestling with, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, that and that will sometimes help alleviate your emotional response. Yes. And you'll be able to ask Holy Spirit in that moment. And remain calm if that's what he calls you to do. Yeah, and
0: being more aware of what it is, right? It's a spiritual battle. I know what this is. I'm not going to come under it, but I'm also going to keep my own peace and be uh, abiding in the Holy Spirit. What should I be saying? What should I be doing, right? But I feel really led to just let anybody know right now, if you're in an abusive relationship, you need to get to a place of safety, okay? So if you need help in doing that, please email us. We're not saying, you know, just stick it out if you're being physically abused, okay? You need to be wise in this, even verbally and emotionally. Like, we can help you process through that, but I just felt led to make it very clear. We are not okaying abusive relationships at all. And I think it's wise, um, even when you're not in abusive relationships to set boundaries with people that are operating in this. And you know what? You also need to respect other people's boundaries if you struggle with that too. So just be aware of that. Be praying into that. What boundaries do you need to set regardless of whether you're in an abusive relationship or not? If you're dealing with someone that is falling into these things, Lord, show me what boundaries need to be created. What consequences go with those boundaries? um, and then establish them.
1: So Katie, what do you mean when you say to keep consequences or create consequences if those boundaries are crossed? Like what does
0: that look like? I know this is a thing you guys that the Lord is showing me a lot this year. So I'm still learning a lot about it, but the only way boundaries work is if there's consequences, if they're broken, right? Um, So we have to make sure that, first of all, boundaries are not to punish the other person. They're not to control the other person. It's owning, hey, this is not healthy. What's happening here? So I'm going to create this boundary so that both of us can flourish in this relationship, right? So when you create whatever boundary that is, there needs to be uh, an appropriate consequence that goes with it. So for instance... If we're having a conversation about something that's controversial or a hard topic, if you raise your voice, if you start cursing at me, I'm going to excuse myself from the room. That's the consequence, if you will. If you decide to curse, yell, throw things, I'm going to separate myself out of that
1: unsafe environment. That's an example of a consequence. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And that needs to happen because... In order to maintain healthy relationships and move in a godly order, there there does need to be boundaries. I mean, Mm -hmm. God sets boundaries all throughout the Bible. Yeah. You know, and it's for our own good. Mm -hmm. It's not to suck the fun out of things. It's because he knows what we need. Mm -hmm. And so even we should be setting boundaries in those relationships where we may struggle with certain things, Mm -hmm. especially if it's control. Yeah, for sure.
0: So we're going to go ahead and close out in prayer thank you guys for listening. Father, we thank you that you reveal things in us so that you can heal them. And so Lord, I pray whoever's listening right now, if they are falling into control, all the levels of control, Holy Spirit, bring it up. Show them the root where it came in. Help them to walk in repentance, to turn away from those things so that they can walk in the freedom of Christ. And Lord, if anyone is dealing with someone that is operating in that. We pray, Lord, you give them the words to create boundaries and consequences if the boundaries are broken, Lord. We also pray for anybody who's listening that's in an abusive marriage or relationship in general. We pray, Lord, that you would give them wisdom. Father, we thank you that you are their protector and their safety, and we thank you, Lord, for their just safety in a multitude of counselors. And so, Lord, I just bind the enemy of trying to isolate them, speaking any lies into their ears about them reaching out to us. Lord, I pray that that would be gone in Jesus' mighty name and that they would reach out for help because that's what we're here for as a community and as the body. And so, Lord, I thank you that you're sovereign over everything and you're sovereign over our healing journey. So thank you that you delight in our healing process. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.